Des Bryant's limited role last week, yeah. how do you configure for this week? Do you think, you assume that he's going to have a large role? Uh, what, how, do do. You, how do you approach We expect a, a full game out of Des Bryant. Uh, probably even more targets at him than it was last, uh, last week. Uh, he's getting healthier and healthier. I think he kind of tested the waters uh, last week and uh, he passed all the tests. So uh, we think we're going to get a big dose of a healthy Des Bryant. Phil, you had all four inside linebackers practice yesterday. Yeah. Kiko says he's going to play. Miko sounds like he's going to play. How do you see that all shaking out? Well, it is with the, the nature of the injuries and how they're coming. We need them practicing again to take that first step, kind of like Michael did two weeks ago. Uh, so if they'll pass the test during a the week, then we'll be excited about having all four of them up and we'll, again, we'll use them as their health allows us to use them, how much and how well they did. Uh, we'll put them in certain packages and see who the healthiest are. The other factor is when you have those four healthy players, they also have some special teams contributions that they have to do. So if, for instance, somebody just covered a kick or, you know, is winded from that, we'll put the other guy in. So there's a rotation that's kind of fluid during a game on both their health, stamina, uh, special teams involvement, which we need a big role from, from all of them in that, that also. Is this going to be the first time that you've had all four? Is it something you're looking forward to? Are there different things you can do with having them all, if they're all healthy? Absolutely, but one of the things that you can't, you can't expand any of their roles of, of the guys that haven't been practicing. First, I got to get them back in to the main role, get them oiled up and where they're very confident and play well at that spot before I can get too exotic with packages. If all of them had been playing for the whole season, then I'd say, okay, now we're going to start going outside of the box. But right now, uh, they just haven't had enough practice or game reps to do that. Is that a challenge for you to get all of them reps in a game? It, it's a challenge. It's a great challenge to have. Uh, you know, we've got different packages that they all kind of fit, and we can make those packages fit their, their talents, which is uh, is a good thing to have. But it's it's a great uh, challenge to, to attack and, and to solve, but uh, we're excited about getting them all, all much, back on the field. How much has your perception of your optimal rotation changed since the beginning of the season because of the play of, of Hicks? Uh, it's changed a little bit. You know, he's, he's moved, you know, he's moved himself up into the conversation. Uh, in the beginning of the year, he wasn't in the conversation other than special teams and a backup role as we grow him, but he, he jumped in and did such a nice job that now he's brought himself into the conversation of a of a main rotation. What did, what, what did uh, Matt Castle do well? You know, we've had uh, we had a game in Minnesota. He's a he's got a lot of experience, and it's not too big for him. And he manages the offense. Now, what he's trying to get uh, is the new offense and and all the intricacies of it. When we played him in Minnesota, he had the the full year with uh, uh, with Bill Musgrave, and, and he had a great game against us, both with his legs moving the, the sticks a little bit and throwing for I believe. 370 or 80 yards. So uh, we've got a lot of respect for Matt Castle and what he's done against us and what he's now doing. And I know he didn't have all the success he would have liked against Seattle, but you know, few do. It's a different offense than, than what you saw in week two in terms of the quarterback, the skill guys, running back, receivers. Yeah. Is, is, is that game plan from week two applicable or, or do you go back to the drawing board here? Parts of it are, but not all. We have to adjust a little bit. You have to get Des Bryant in the game now. So that's another weapon on top of the weapons they already have. Uh, the running back is a different running back with a different style, and I think their running game is kind of morphing a little bit and in, in, in playing to what his strengths are. So there's those aspects that are changing, uh, and a little bit of protection changes with who running backs are and, and tight ends. So uh, there's parts of it that will apply and parts that we need to, uh, to expand. What about the quarterback situation? I mean, obviously the first game, Tony Romo, we prepared for now, 
know, Castle and everything? Well, you know, we played Wheaton at the end of that game, did pretty well against us. So we, uh, you know, we've got respect for Brandon. I was with Brandon in Cleveland, so I know him well and, and what his skill set is. And, and uh, we, you know, we think we're, we're getting Matt Castle and, and uh, we'll get his best in, in offense with, with Dez in there. We'll, uh, we'll be better than it has been, I think. How is Kiko unique among the inside linebackers that you have? Is, is there one or two things that he might do best out of the four? Uh, you know, Kiko, and I'm still learning Kiko uh, as we see him out there. He hasn't been out there a whole lot, but uh, Kiko is a very uh, instinctive football player. You don't have to say much. He can go out there, probably not even give him a call, and he could probably flow to the ball and be be at the ball or in coverage, be in a good spot. He's He really gets the game of football. He sees it well. He's got great eyes. So no matter what you put him in, like yesterday was his first day in a while, and he just it was like he didn't miss a beat. So uh, I think he's got great football instincts and an IQ that, uh, that helps him make all those plays that you saw him make in Buffalo. How's the edge rush look to you when you watch Buffalo? The pass rush is good. I, I really, we just, we looked at obviously all week, uh, and I've said this before up here, are we moving, are we affecting the quarterback and moving him off his spot? There was a handful of things that should have been, would have been sacks but Eli grounded it or Fitzpatrick threw it with his left hand in the shovel. I mean, so the, the pocket was collapsing. I love the way the guys are rushing together. I think it's the best year we've had of four guys being where they're supposed to be together. Now, you put a good coverage behind that like we are, and now the quarterback has to make that choice. Am I going to force the throw and, and throw interceptions, which we're getting more of? And that's kind of replacing some of the sacks that were happening a year ago. But uh, I think we're doing a nice job in our stunts and games are way more efficient than they were a year ago. So uh, we were excited about, you know, kind of self-scouting that and seeing how that's grown. How, how do you think uh, Byron Maxwell's tackling this season? Uh, Max is tackling. Max has been doing a solid job. I mean, like all of them, we, we've got our last game we didn't tackle as well as we had been prior to that. Uh, but Max has been doing a good job. I can't think of a, of a blatant one that he that he missed or that was horrible. He, had him there. Uh, he should have he should have tackled him instead of going for the strip. He put his focus on getting the ball out, and then it was, it was that was a bad that wasn't even a tackle. That was a it was a missed tackle. But he was at the ball trying to strip it instead of tackling like he should have been. When you play a team like the Cowboys that puts multiple weapons out on the field and increases the chance. I'm not asking you to give this away. Increases the chance that you're not going to be in base that you may be in specialty packages. Does that make that challenge of your inside linebacker rotation more challenging? Does it make you look at it a little bit differently when you realize you might not be in base a whole lot? Well, you, what you don't know is what they're going to come at you with. So you, you can go off what they've gone on, but what we're challenged with right now is we've got really three different quarterbacks we're looking at, two different main running backs we're looking at, an offensive line shift, some of the protection. So who are they coming? We have to be prepared for being a full game of base or a full game of nickel or dime or whatever they, they throw at us. But as far as the inside backers go, so far our base and our nickel has been about equal. So those reps as we interchange them, even up. And, and whatever Dallas. And then what's the offensive score? What's the score differential in the game? That affects a lot of what they do and in turn what we do. Bill, you leave the league in takeaways. Has that been the main point of this whole year? We put a huge emphasis on it. And we've got the dummies all around the building. We really believe since the beginning of football that that stat to take away differential has been a huge stack in wins and losses. So uh, we put a lot of uh, focus on it and the guys have it on the front of their mind. Therefore, it's 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 being, it's where we're at at the halfway point. We need it to be there at the end of the season. Back in, back in training camp, 
think you mentioned the possibility of, of Byron Maxwell following like, the other team's mm -hmm. top receiver around, you know, wherever he lines up. Is that no longer a possibility? No, we, we, we've done it in spurts. We've done it in different packages. Uh, I think it was in the uh, Jets game in dime only. He followed Brandon. Uh, he followed Julio in the first game. Uh, we move in and out of that. It, it's kind of attached to you can put a guy on there and leave him alone, or you can put two guys like we did on Beckham. We always had two guys with a little bit of an eye on them. So if you have that, you don't need to match up. If you're going to where you're giving help maybe somewhere else, then you want to match up. So there's a lot of things that go into that, but he's at, that is absolutely still in the mix that we can and, and will go in and out of doing so, it. So like against a guy like this, Brian, that's possibly Yes, we could, yeah. And we liked it. Whose idea was it to put the dummies all around the building? That was a collective idea. You know, we had uh, looked at a lot of different things, and we just said, like, how can we really put it on the front of their mind? And we put the dummies, and we got the, uh, you know, the, the one throwing and one holding the ball, so it can be a passer or a, uh, a runner. And we just said, hey, guys, in and out of every meeting, just put it on your mind. Just, you know, we all talk about habits, and habits reflect the mission, and it's just a habit that we're trying to get to. And then does it happen in a practice field? And most importantly, how many times are we actually attempting to punch a ball out in a game? Because the more shots on goal you get, the more success you have. And that's really, there's been a lot of hidden punches. Now, one of the bad parts of it is like Max tried to take the punch in the turnover instead of the tackle on Tolbert, and, and we lost on that one. So we, it's a fine line between the tackle and the, and the turnover. How do you balance that like that? I mean, at the three-yard line, you have a better chance of getting a stop if you punch it out? Or yeah, but the tackle has to be secured. For, earlier in the season, Max had a great one. Might have been against Dallas. It was. It was Escobar, and, uh, and, and Max came up and, and tackled and punched at the same time, and uh, Mal scooped it up. That's an example of the tackle first, the body in a position, and then the punch. What happened against Carolina was was not right. He went on one half of the man trying for the ball and didn't secure the tackle. He knows how to do it. He's actually real good at it. How do you think Jimmy Curry did it outside line linebacker, and then you know why? Why no longer have him out there? Say it again. Outside linebacker, how do you do? Well, we've got multiple packages that Vinny's in, and we were that was putting him in all the packages, which I don't think it was real fair to Vinny not giving him the offseason to do it. And really, when we had Travis Long and we had some other bodies out there, we felt like we had some depth and we had a lot of competition, and Vinny could, could grow inside and do all those things. And then when we lost Travis and lost some numbers there, we put Vinny out there, but it, it kind of weakened the rest of his game. So we kind of put him back in there and say, hey, go do what you do. Uh, you've had a lot of success there, and, and let's look at some other spots. Because outside backer conversion takes an, a lot of reps to get it down. And it wasn't, it wasn't real fair to Vinny to throw him out there that quick. And I was trying to, to manipulate what he was doing out there, but it, uh, we felt like it weakened us and Vinny's game. Looking at any alter other alternatives as the, as the third outside linebacker spot, possibly Brad Jones? Well, Brad practices out there a lot. Recently, he's gone Why inside because of the injuries. Why hasn't he been the third guy? He has been early in the season. He was when Marcus wasn't active. Brad Jones really was the guy active for the outside backer spot. He was available to us. Now, we were going with Vinny, but we could go with Brad. So he's definitely an option for us at the outside backer spot. You know, how proud are you on the defense to go from where you guys were a couple yeah. years ago, among the worst in the league, and now you're at a point where you're leading the NFL in turnovers? Well, I, th I think it's a, it's a credit to the organization, the, the player selection, the, the personnel department. I think it's, it really goes to the players more than anybody. Uh, when you have a group of guys that with that work as hard as they work and put their focus in the right spots. I, I think I'm, I'm more excited about the conversation we first got here, and we had it 100 times up here, was tackling. 
tackling, tackling. Are you guys doing tackling to the ground drills in training camp? And, and where the tacklings come, I, I'm more proud of. The turnovers are always part of winning NFL football games. You've got to get that turnover ratio. Uh, but it's the players putting the emphasis on it. It's the position coaches daily in meeting, pointing out you know where we're doing it right, where we're doing it wrong. And, and then in the individual period, and Chip does a great job, of, which is better than most places I've been, of we get extended individual period, which lets us work the fundamentals a lot more and put that emphasis. And you see guys out here when you're watching, you see that part of practice. That's a big chunk of, of why you play well is the fundamentals are right, the footwork's right, the eyes are right, the tackling is where we work on that there, that's where we work turnovers. So it's a combination, like all things, you succeed as a group and an organization and you fail as a group and organization. Of the four inside backers, could you cross train any of them on the outside? We could, but again, Zach, it, I have done that, but right now, especially with the injuries that are happening, I mean, for instance, Brad Jones is both. He is in and out of both meeting rooms at all times. Uh, some other guys could, but right now, uh, you know, we're just coming in and out of injuries, so you cannot, without reps on the field, guys don't, you've got to have reps to really learn and get it right and play well in a game. So if they're having multiple reps and multiple weeks of having reps, then I'm more comfortable moving them and cross-training them. When they're just coming off an injury and they're, and they're working their way back in or the reps haven't been huge, then just stay there until we get real comfortable there, and then, then we'll go outside of the box. Down the road, could Hicks have that sort of versatility? Uh, Jordan has the skill set to do it. I think he could. You know, I think, I, I really, I, I don't think any of them couldn't. I mean, I, there's Michael Kendricks has a nice pass rush off the edge. Kiko is length to get out there. Um, but right now, we got to, you know, kind of get them in there. And there's packages where you can get them out in space a little bit. So uh, we'll, we'll play the healthy ones as much as we can. Get the 11 best on the field at all times. Danny was saying yesterday that teams are starting to double all three of those guys up front. Are you seeing that? At times they get the doubles, but it, it, it the backers. It, it, how do I say this easily? When you are playing split safety coverages, double teams stay on the D line longer. So when you're trying to stop the run and split your safety, so you're better in the passing game, the double teams can stay on D lineman longer. And we've done a little bit of that lately. So it's schematically, I know when it's happening. If it becomes a problem, I bring a safety down in the box, which gives everybody a single gap. So now. That double team can't stay on as long because a backer takes a gap, the double team comes off, and now they're not double teamed as much. So that's, that's scheme related, our scheme and their, you know, their, their run of choice. And so some of that has happened lately. When I try to go split safety to the run game, that definitely happens more. As the season goes on here, is Rose Bowl going to expand it all? Yeah, as we, as we go and grow uh, the corner spot and, and who we're playing and how we're playing it, uh, you know, we're very happy with Eric's progress. We think we're taking probably the right pace with him. Uh, and we, we we're very excited about where he's going to go in the future. Two more guys. Uh, guys. Any other uh, major takeaways from the evaluations during the bye week, Bill, about your defense? Um, I think we were getting better each week, and that's the goal. We talk about it all the time. The goal of this season, we're chasing greatness, but it, it takes one week at a time, and greatness is defined as being better than your former self. So. Are we better this week than we were last week? We were a little bit disappointed in Carolina because we, we didn't feel like we took that step forward in, in some areas. But we've got to take the second half of the season and grow it. We've got to get better uh, than we have been. The X plays have been like this. 7-1 game, 0 the next. 6-1 game, 3 the next. Uh, we're at a good spot with X plays over the seven games, but that's got to be more consistent. Our third down has to be more consistent. Uh, we have one good game, one bad game. The third longs, which should be 
knocked out every time. That's been a little bit of a Achilles heel. We talked about that a lot. And then, uh, you know, those, those are the type of things that we looked at hard and, and put our focus on. You mentioned the improved efficiency of the defensive line stunts. Why do you think that's gotten better? We worked at it. We put more time into it. You get better at what you work out. Year one, we were really saying, hey, let's get this two gap and stuff down and let's, let's really put our focus there. You really will, and I've had it my whole career. What you put your emphasis on, you'll get. You just can't emphasize everything at once. So you have to pick and choose as you go. Okay, that's intact, that's intact. This is weak, let's dive into this and add more to it. And that's kind of how we, we grow it. We good? Thank Thanks, guys.